You're listening to Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad coming up to St. Patrick's Festival period. And that's the only way to describe it this year. We heard from Karen Walsh of St. Patrick's Festival in Ireland and the programme events that they have happening and how everyone can tune in and all the links that are there. But one of the challenges this time and this year is Tourism Ireland traditionally were very visible globally and particularly with the greening programme where icons, iconic landmarks around the world turn green. Well, that has not changed. That's still going to have happen again. I have Niall Gibbons with me, who is the Chief Executive of Tourism Ireland. He's going to tell us how much progress has been made even since last year, because I do know that some additional landmarks have come on stream this year. Niall, thanks a million for coming along. Austin, great to talk to you again. I think we were talking a few weeks ago with Marty Morris. He was great yeah. to be on the show, and I hope you're keeping well, and I hope all our listeners are keeping safe and well. And it's probably a bit early to say it, but a happy St. Patrick's Day in advance to everybody. Well, we don't say St. Patrick's Day anymore, do we? No, it's happy St. Patrick's Month. Exactly. I was just going to, I thought you were going to say St. Patrick's Week, but it's actually St. Patrick's Month. And uh, it's like Tourism Ireland's Christmas. That's what it's like. Someone described it to me as because regardless of the fact that we can't travel at the moment, we're still going to run a big campaign to remind everybody about how great Ireland is and how it'll be here with open arms and a green carpet to welcome everybody home when the time is right. And I think isn't that, that is a very important message because there's going to be a pent-up demand. I hear people talking on radio, it doesn't matter what part of the world it is, that people are not spending money. Those that have income are not necessarily spending. They're building up this cash reserve. That's and right. I mean, household savings have been increasing at a, a really a really strong rate in all the key markets where we see our tourists coming from. And we've been doing a lot of market research as well, asking people, look, what are you going to do when you get going again? And the consistent feedback we're getting from all our markets, including Canada, is that people want to get back to travel anyway. We know that for a fact. They want to get back to visit close-to-home destinations. They want to go somewhere familiar, and they're desperate to visit their friends and family. So there's two words that really stand out for us, wholesome reconnection. It sounds a little bit corny at times, but they are the consistent words that come out all the time in all the research that we get. So I think that when travel gets going again, we'll see a very strong rebound from the Canadian and other markets where we have strong Irish ancestral roots. And uh, I think they'll get a great welcome as well, and they'll be really welcome when they come home. And I think that what we are all hearing as well is what people want to do is simple stuff. They want to be able to hill walk. They want to be able to maybe cycle or get up on a horse and do a little bit of pony trekking. Um, maybe go and do a beach. It doesn't have to be an elaborate experience. I think in, when you say reconnect with home, some of that reconnection is just taking in rural scenery and enjoying it. I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, what the pandemic has probably taught us is that uh, people have... I've found the outdoors again. I mean, you're finding people engaging in outdoor activities that perhaps didn't do so before. Uh, people are probably a bit more concerned about uh, indoor spaces, so to speak. They, they, they want to remain uh, away from this virus, so to speak. And I think for the, for the next foreseeable future, perhaps one, one or two years at least, we're going to see people reconnecting, reconnecting with nature, reconnecting with the outdoors, walking, cycling, all the things you talk about. And there's plenty of those activities now that are being well developed across the length and breadth of Ireland. The Wild Atlantic Way has been a great success for Irish tourism abroad. And I think um, you know, you're going to see the likes of everywhere from Donegal down to Cork and the coastal towns particularly getting a good rebound when the, the tourism season starts again. When you mentioned that, I noticed in the last, oh, it's less than a month, that the Irish government have uh, allocated more funds for the expansion of the Greenway, uh, various Greenways. 
That's right. There's a significant investment going into what's known as product development. And our colleagues in Forge Ireland at home have been doing a great job in extending greenways. So, for example, we started with the Mayo one a number of years ago. We've got one down in Waterford now, and there's quite a number of other developments going on. There will eventually be a cycling greenway from Dublin all the way down to Galway. Uh, part of that's been completed. There's some terrific cycleways down by the Grand Canal in Dublin for anyone when they come over next. And it really is uh, bringing a new dimension to Ireland because I think we used to give out about the weather a lot in Ireland, but, you know, it's not about the weather anymore. It's just not having the right clothes, that's all. So you can get the clothes for every occasion and you can get on your bike and uh, it's a great way to see Ireland. And uh, the weather is not that bad. There's, uh, it, it, I just say, just bring the right clothes. But I think what you've just highlighted there is the relationship between yourself and Falch Ireland because Falch Ireland developed the product that you then are able to bring with you around the world and market. That's right, yeah. So Tourism Ireland was set up 20 years ago after the Good Friday Agreement. And what we do is we promote the island of Ireland, north and south. And it's been a great success because what we've seen is an amazing renaissance in tourism into Northern Ireland, which was badly affected after 30 years of troubles. And you have things like Titanic and Belfast now, a tremendous world-class visitor attraction. We've seen the likes of the Open coming over from Scotland to Northern Ireland last year. Uh, it was held in Port Rush, and that will probably come again. Uh, and it's just terrific. There's great walking tours, and it's a very safe part of the world to go to now, which is great. And I think promoting Ireland together, North and South, has made a big, big difference abroad. And when you say promoting, and it'll come back to what I said at the beginning, just because people cannot travel at the moment, we do know that there's this pent-up demand and there's this pent-up or um, stash, we hope, of money. So your job is to make, keep front and centre Ireland as the place. When the planes start flying, uh, this is where you need to land. So part of that, of course, is the greening programme that you've been successful at building over the last number of years. So... To 2021, what are we looking at from a greening programme? Well, the global greening started back in 2010. Uh, the, the Sydney Opera House was the first building that lit up green for us when we asked them. It was the 200th anniversary of the first uh, reception for expats in Australia held by Governor Lachlan Macquarie, the then Governor of New South Wales. And we asked them on the 200th anniversary with the likely the Sydney Opera House and they did. And it made a tremendous emotional impact on people during the global financial crisis. And it made them feel very proud of what it meant to be Irish. And it showed you you can do an awful lot of good things and they have to spend a lot of money as well. It was a tremendous uh, goodwill gesture. And we started off from there and we started to ask crazy questions like, I wonder would they like the London Eye for us at the Empire State Building and all these things. And what we found was that the vast majority of people said, no problem. So I never thought in my wildest days I'd see the Great Wall of China lighting green, for example, but it does. And uh, in Canada, for example, now we're going to have 21 uh, confirmed so far. And that's everything from, for example, the Toronto sign... Uh, down to Niagara Falls and uh, Cabot Terrace, Signal Hill. So, so it's a tremendous um, momentum that's going on here. And there's about 500 icons around the globe that will be lighting up green this year. And we're thrilled that uh, having been out of the programme for a number of years that the Sydney Opera House is going to light up green again uh, for St. Patrick's Day. I think these will strike a chord with our um, diaspora. And we also have Liam Neeson lined up as well to record a video for us which will be released. And we have a lot of stuff going on online on Ireland.com that people can join in on the 17th of March. Technology has facilitated this greatly because it would have been a challenge even 20 years ago, 25 years ago, to light such a thing and to be able to change the colours on the lights of Niagara Falls, which I know was also lit up, and even on these buildings that are, are now turned green. So technology makes it relatively easy, I guess, to get buy-in from various partners that they agree to it. 
Certainly does. And I think, first of all, that the first thing we have is amazing goodwill. I hadn't appreciated how we'd be pushing an open door in relation to these things. And I had the great honour back in 2013 of actually switching on the lights on Niagara Falls uh, with the minister then, Jimmy Deanahan. And uh, it was tremendous to see that happen. But, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, we're, we're finding uh, the more places we go to, uh, the, the easier it gets to do. And um, there are some heritage towns, for example, seven heritage towns in Italy. They're going to like the whole village green for us, uh, which is terrific. Uh, places like the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the Colosseum. I don't think you probably could have done it 20 or 30 years ago, but uh, to see those little green is just it makes you very proud to be Irish. And there is no other country in the world can achieve this. No, more, no other nation has such a global reach for being identifiable and cooperation and willing to be identified by host countries. I don't know anybody that has a national day that celebrates it in the way we do ours. And some people ask me in the media, what's it worth? Can you put a value on it? And, and it was described to me one time, I said, if you, had a, if you were the president of Coca-Cola and someone said that one day in the year everybody was going to drink your product and the president of America would get a bowl of it and you'd be just stopping cities for parades and civic receptions and business dinners and everything and you wouldn't have to pay for any of it. What value could you put in that? You couldn't. I mean, it's just an amazing day. And I think everyone likes to sort of scratch into their Irish ancestry and heritage, uh, even people who aren't Irish. And it's great to see it broadening out. And even our global greening, for example, while it hits the traditional countries that expect, like USA, Canada, Australia and Britain, it's great to see it spread into countries in Africa where there are Irish um, people there in countries like Kenya and Sierra Leone who joined the greening project as well. So it's a tribute, I mean, I, I think not just to the goodwill that's there, but a lot of the hard work that the Irish have done over the last number of hundreds of years in missionary positions in Brazil, for example, where the Statue of Christ the Redeemer is lit up green because of the great work that was done by Irish missionaries 100 years ago. Um, for example, Table Mountain in South Africa lit up green because of the work of the St. Patrick's Trust in building houses for the homeless. So I think that's the value of what it means to be Irish, and that's really you know, one of the reasons why we're pushing open doors today. That keeps the name front and centre. Then the big challenge, of course, in current times is to maintain that momentum for whatever period of time is necessary until the planes start to arrive again. That, that's a big challenge for you. It's huge. And last, last April, when things started to unwind and from a travel and tourism perspective, we took a decision back then to make sure that we kept the lights on for Ireland. There are a lot of destinations that have what we call gone dark uh, and, and that's not a good thing because people will travel again and we need to be front and centre. And I found a very interesting figure yesterday when someone mentioned to me that our Facebook impressions since the pandemic started have now reached 924 million. Uh, that is a colossal figure, but it's testament to all the people out there when we're posting out pictures and stories and things about Ireland and recipes and uh, all, all sorts of things uh, about uh, Irishness that they're getting shared and liked and, uh, and put out there. And it's a very, very good sign, and it all goes well for the long-term future of tourism to Ireland. And if I'm not mistaken, is that uh, fill your heart with Ireland is the hashtag that's important on that one. I know I try and tag a lot of my stuff with the fill your heart in Ireland hashtag. Um, that's, so, the, that's the current campaign, yeah, that's the current yeah. one. And we'll be producing a new campaign as well called The Green Button, which we're going to film in Ireland, hopefully in May. And that'll be ready to launch as a new campaign to activate and encourage people to come to Ireland when the time is right. When the time is right, um, the industry outside of the hotel industry, I think when we go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, things like glamping, uh, there's a whole opportunity ahead for what would have been... Uh, the outdoor, the different type of traveller. 
Yeah, I think we're seeing a different trend emerge at the moment. Uh, you know, people are a little more concerned during the pandemic with going to hotels in urban settings. But we certainly are seeing a renaissance in sectors like self-catering, like bed and breakfast, uh, like camping and uh, caravanning and glamping, as you mentioned as well. So I think, you know, this has pushed people in a new direction. And it'll be interesting to see uh, how much that takes hold uh, in time to come. But certainly, I think the whole self-catering sector was one last year that got a real boost particularly in rural parts of Ireland as well. So, you know, the domestic market last year was quite good during the summer and it was great to see places that perhaps didn't always benefit from a tourism dividend getting something and that will give it a boost of confidence, I think, when the time comes back for international visitors to come. Excellent. Well, um, Niall, I know March, as I say, is a busy month and I'm, it'll be a virtually busy month for you. So uh, I presume you will be travelling the world virtually as the Green Inks happened. Um, are you are you going to get to, to virtually touch down in every continent? I have been recording videos uh, all week. I did Australia and I did America and I did Canada yesterday. I've got our European markets uh, next week and Great Britain the following week. So we'll be still pushing out as strong a message as ever about how we love to see everybody where the time is right and we'll be here with open arms and the green carpet to welcome them all. Uh, it's my first St. Patrick's Day in about 19 years uh, that I haven't been abroad. So uh, I'll get to spend some time with the family, but we'll have a lot of stuff going on virtually, and hopefully it'll be the last year we'll be doing it virtually as well. I look forward to getting back on the road. Well, Niall, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been brilliant chatting with you, and uh, we look forward to catching up after St. After Patrick's Month, and then we get into the, the Green Button campaign, and we need to hear how that's going to roll out, etc. Terrific. Thanks for talking to me today, Austin. I really enjoyed the chat and uh, look forward to seeing you, hopefully, in real life next time.